was nothing. I mean, we built everything in there. The only thing that was there was, uh, yeah, the vaults. Uh, it's, it's, it's passion, so I can't think of doing something else, you know? <laughs> and and uh, I love to continue a maze. If you are interested in the cultural aspects of video games and you happen to live in Berlin, chances are that you have heard of Amaze. Since 2006, Amaze is the name of an event at the heart of the Berlin game scene. Every April, the mix of art exhibition, game developer conference and party is attracting audiences not just from Berlin, but from all around the world. I'm Daniel. And I'm Lara. And welcome to Away From Keyboard, a podcast about the Berlin video game scene. Amaze is a very special event at the heart of this scene. But growing up can be hard, as everyone knows. As Amaze has been growing, it's facing new problems too. That's what we're going to talk about today. The future of one of Berlin's most beloved and important events for alternative video games. Hello, I'm Robert Yang. I am an arts professor in New York City, and I've been attending Amaze Berlin for several years now. I tell all my students to go to Amaze because it's literally the best game festival in the entire world. And before Amaze, I usually attend the Game Developer Conference, or GDC, in San Francisco. And GDC usually makes me really sad and depressed about how video games are going. But then after GDC, I get to go to Amaze, where I get to meet so many people and see all the energy and diversity and life. And basically, when I go to a maze, it convinces me to stay in games, at least for another year, at least until next year. Um, simply put, a maze is one of the few things in games that gives me hope for a future. Today that future might be in danger. But before we get into the future, let's take a look at the past. Starting in 2008, in cooperation with Transmediale, Amaze has always tried to connect the worlds of video games and art. In 2010, Amaze became its own small festival where game creators from Europe could meet and share their work. With its mix of game developer conference, an art exhibition showing experimental games to the public and, of course, its parties, a maze has always felt very true to Berlin. A bit pretentious, a bit hip, a bit punk. That unique spirit that differentiated it from other industry events quickly expanded. Not only in Berlin, but also around the world, from Johannesburg to Palestine, where a maze also spawned events. Running an annual event with so many moving parts and hundreds of visitors from around the world takes hard work. Hard work and a lot of money. Torsten S. Wiedemann, to some better known as 
Storno, is the founder of Amaze and has been its festival director since the beginning. And since the beginning, running Amaze has been a bit of a struggle. As the festival grew from a small meetup for independent game developers to an international event series, the location had to grow as well. To make that possible, Thorsten applied for additional funding from the city senate. But in September, that application was rejected. So, um, can you can you tell me a bit what what, what happened there? Why didn't you get the the funding from the senate? And yeah, how how did that whole thing play play out? We made this kind of uh, application for the senate because they made this application, especially for festivals. There's up to four years. That was my big hope that we uh, get for every year whatever two hundred thousand euros. Just to make festival, to have a team, you know, people are working with me together all the time, you know, and this so that we can grow in quality and also to make a sustainable um, structure where we can actually plan into the future and not just from one year to the next. So that was rejected in, in June or July. And then they told me the Senate, yeah, you, but you can apply as well for, for, for the next round. And I uh, put a lot of hope in there as well. Yeah, now they know me, you know, they know my project and all this kind of stuff. And uh, uh, yeah, and then in September and they, they said no. And I was very surprised and uh, I was very sad uh, um, because there was so much hope in there. It's hard to imagine what the Berlin game scene would look like today without this festival. For years, a maze has been at home in Obenspree, right next to the nightlife hub of Warschauer Straße and famous clubs like Berghain. But as a maze grew and grew and grew in 2019, it had to find a new venue. These kind of locations cost a lot of money and, and um, these locations uh, need a lot of team power. And uh, um, it's not that we weren't prepared for something like that, but the idea was actually to make the next step, to level up, to go into a new location and also to apply for the funding that we actually really have the power, the money to actually rock the festival as we want. So it, it was more like uh, trying to make the next step. Over the years, Amaze moved from location to location every year. The abandoned sports complex SEZ was supposed to be its new permanent home. It was supposed to be the next big step in establishing a maze in the center of the Berlin game scene. I mean, at the moment, it's uh, like uh, because you have a lot of events and uh, um, a lot of events are going on in Berlin. It's crazy. It's also um, the event locations know their price. <laughs> so I think most of the money goes actually into, into location and um, to maintain the location and to facilitate everything what you need for the event the people feeling comfortable, especially in, as you said, there was nothing. I mean, we built everything in there. The only thing what was there was, uh, uh, um, yeah, the walls. In the do-it-yourself spirit of a maze, the team built everything themselves and turned those empty concrete walls into a real festival space. The exhibition was made out of metal fences. An empty room was turned into a club. But doing everything yourself only gets you so far. Once there are hundreds of people and also the security regulations that come with them, the team behind Amaze has to grow as well. For me, it was a lot of hope was in, the, in this funding to actually build a structure for the festival 
where we actually can manage such kind of big festival. So because I mean, it's a completely different thing. Suddenly you have to, uh, you have architects, suddenly you have to talk to officials, suddenly uh, um, you have something to do with all the catering stuff. I mean, the team was very, very great we had this year, but I mean, I also saw that it was too much for everyone. So you need to work then with professional event people. I'm not talking about the content, you know, about people like Lorenzo or Matthias or Nike. They're all doing a crazy job, but then suddenly became a huge production. And uh, this is something what was new for all of us and a little bit scary. And, uh, and you need to pay these people, you know, I mean, this, this is the thing, you know, when you grow, you also need to pay. I also want to actually change this, um, that people are actually getting paid, you know, for giving a talk, especially when they prepare. All this kind of stuff I couldn't do the years before. So, and this is something what needs to, uh, needs to change. What's, what's for an art festival, what is normal, I cannot do at the moment, but uh, with a really good funding, I, I would go into this direction because it's nice to, to give money to people. <laughs> it's not something what I want to hold back. You know, people should earn uh, um, for what they work for. It's no secret that many events are built on unpaid work. That's especially true for smaller events outside of the mainstream. Amaze isn't just made by Torsten alone, but also his team of freelancers and volunteers. At the end of the day, you can't build an event like Amaze with passion alone. While Amaze has done a lot to turn Berlin into one of the hotspots of the European game scene, it's still not enough to be financially sustainable. The rejected funding didn't only hit Amaze, but many other cultural events as well. And with funding only being granted for a limited time, The team of Amaze will have to keep doing most of the work themselves. Torsten is still the person at the center of that team and may come off as some kind of rockstar personality sometimes, especially since he loves to open the event in a spectacular rockstar way that involves flamethrowers. But he makes it clear that Amaze is a team effort. He compares Amaze to film festivals that have changing jury presidents, reflecting different points of view every year. That's something Wiedemann imagines for Amaze as well, to bring the diversity that's on stage into the planning and organizing of the event as well. But that's hard when you can't pay more people. At the moment it's like this, everybody's a freelancer. I'm sitting alone at the table. Where as soon as I have funding, uh, I can call people, hey, can you help me now and uh, let's prepare for the festival. So it's not that there is a continuity that I have a team, you know. And this is something where I just see... It's gonna, yeah, people need to know as well uh, um, all the stuff what we did over the last past, um, yeah, that's uh, how many years, eight years now. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's great from the outside, from, but from the inside, a lot of stuff is missing. And this is something uh, I just wanted to, to point out and hope now with, uh, with the Kickstarter campaign that we kind of bridge the gap Uh, um, what we miss now on the money from the Senate and I still gonna apply in December for the Senate so I mean there's a lot of hope I don't give up because I mean it's not the fault of the of the of the Senate it's not the fault of the application process and all this kind of stuff um, 
it's maybe because of the jury. The jury don't see video games as art or as a cultural reference. We need to we need to uh, uh, um, support. And um, yeah, but I don't give up. So I don't want to uh, mess with the maze. So the maze should stay alive. So that's why um, I hoped now that um, that the Kickstarter campaign helps uh, 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 um, to bring a little bit more money that actually can pay people better and all this kind of stuff. And it's not about uh, um, to to change a lot, you know. It's the the, the point is just like uh, um, to bring a little bit more structure and sustainability in there. Because uh, uh, um, I think um, we need that. Otherwise, um, I will stay alone here and, and do the festival. This is not the point. I mean, it should be a festival, what we do together, and where actually the festival also can grow. And then the quality grows. And uh, it's not that the festival has to grow in people, you know. It has to grow from inside. Because I, I, I at the moment, it's like that. If I die or if I get sick, there will be no festival. And this is not good, you know. This is something where I have to change, you know. And this is something you just can do with money. Because uh, um, only with ownership, nobody's going to do something. Amaze brings to the international game scene what I find is often sorely missing at these events. And that is creativity, diversity and the feeling to be right at home, even if you're a first-time visitor. I mean, everyone is welcome at Amaze, but instead of just claiming to be open to everyone, the team actively supports and invites people who are usually excluded, people whose voices are rarely heard. And as such, Amaze is not just a great event, but a positive influence on the entire game scene. Amaze could have tried to get more sponsors from the games industry, risking their authenticity. They could have raised the ticket prices, making the event even more expensive for an audience of creatives that isn't particularly rich themselves. Amaze occupies a space between games as commercial products and artistic expression and doesn't care about creating the highest revenue. These options would seem like selling out. Amaze still has the support of Median Board Berlin Brandenburg and Games Week Berlin, but the additional funding would have helped to create a more stable future. So instead, to fill the gap the rejected funding application left, the team is again asking its community for help. A crowdfunding campaign wants to reach 50,000 euro to help securing next year's Amaze Festival and help make it more sustainable in the long run. Most of the money is planned to go into expanding the team. But going this way was not an easy step for Thorsten.
I mean, uh, I'm, of course, I'm super excited. I'm super excited uh, um, to to go that way. But still, but but for me, it's always. Uh, it, I'm I'm not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, also, it's also very hard to 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 ask for money because I mean, it's uh, it's. I think it's not begging or something like that. I don't see it like that. But it's also yeah. It's it's also for me finding the right tone. You know. <laughs> I don't want to sound like, oh, we need money, you know. Um, um, otherwise, we are not going to do this anymore. Um, it's more like I really hope that the community also, they put a lot of energy as well to come to a maze and be at a maze and giving all the talks. And uh, uh, at the moment, we are kind of struggling. And, um, and I hope that the community will help us. And um, I trust the community. When they give us money... They can trust that the money is definitely in good hands. Amaze already got a lot of help for the crowdfunding from its community of creatives to put the campaign together. Berlin-based game collective Crows 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 helped produce the song. The artwork was done by illustrator Nomi. Game creators like Guillermo Frederico Heinze, Robin Baumgarten and Gregory Kogos are building interactive artworks as unique rewards for those supporting the event. It's also the people who make Amaze the diverse, colorful and sometimes weird event it is known as today, who help spread the word. People like Robert Yang and Nina Kiel, who happily participated in this podcast to tell us about what Amaze means to them. But again, in the end, it all comes down to money, not passion. At the moment we have a budget of um, 150,000 in total to make actually the whole thing. So it's, it's uh, basically nothing. Um, it sounds a lot, but uh, I definitely would say we, we, we need 300,000 and then we can actually as well build a team and build a structure what not just starts three months before the festival, you know. And, uh, um, and it's also not a lot of money because when, when you understand what, uh, how, how the festival organization works, so it's... Uh, Yeah, it's it's a lot of work, and it's also not a lot of money because when when you understand how festivals and festival organization works, so it's uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of work, but it's also a lot of dedication. I mean, I just was talking to other festival makers in other fields. I mean, they just suddenly got the funding what they need after 20 or 25 years and now they can actually sustain really all the years before it was really kind of fighting through <laughs> and, and, and you just like um, lose motivation but but somehow you like to do it because I think especially for me now doing a maze uh, it's, it's, it's passion so I can't think of doing something else you know <laughs> and, and uh, I love to continue a maze um, and I think there are many people in the team um, see the same. As of the moment of the recording of this podcast, the crowdfunding reached half of the required sum of 50,000 euros. With two weeks to go, there's still some time left to influence what the future of a maze might look like. And there should be a future, because everyone you've heard on this podcast would agree, even after almost 10 years, a maze is still as important as ever. And, and uh, I love to continue a maze. Um, and I think there are many people in the team um, see the same. 
platform on space, what is super important for the games industry as well. So also to, to have a place what uh, shows experimentations, what also is political, uh, talking about society, how the society is changing and um, through the technology we have and through the content people bring into the technology and to the medium, there's a lot of change happening. I think art house and art games are definitely, yeah, need to be seen. And I think a festival like a maze or indicate or other festivals around is super important that actually, and I think a maze can help in that and other festivals as well. And so it's very important to, to have enough money to, um, to also sustain. Thank you for listening to this episode of Away From Keyboard. It's probably safe to say that this podcast might not even exist if it weren't for the yearly Amaze Festival, reminding us of the creative power of interactive art. Hopefully there'll be an Amaze Festival next year, and we will be there too, making an episode of this podcast about it. If you don't want to miss that, you should subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts by searching for AFK Berlin. Speaking of people getting paid, if you want to support the future of this podcast, you can go on patreon.com slash afkberlin and become a subscriber. For $5 per episode, you will get access to longer interviews from our episodes. For example, the full interview with Thorsten Wiedemann, where he talks more about his ideas for turning a maze into an event run by the community instead of a single person. AFK is produced by Lara Keilbart and Daniel Ziegner. The music is by Almut Schwacke. Special thanks to Nina Kiel and Robert Yang. And thank you for listening. See you around. around.